0: I'm Mike Valenti's signature podcast.
1: Well, what a, it's just a blessed Tuesday here. Uh, we come to you Tuesday morning, always aggravated. I'm already aggravated with Roberto from some other issues we're having regarding the show. <laughs> Sully <laughs> well, got in trouble yesterday. Everything. David's the only one who's not in trouble we're right playing. now, and he's not speaking to yeah, me. How can we fix that?
2: Well. <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow. Oh, I'm, wow, sure, I'm sure we can.
1: I'm sure someone can find something. Wow! Uh, happy Thanksgiving. I got. I, I want to start this before we get into the main deal of the day, which is we all finally got to see the Irishman and talk about it a little bit. But Roberto, you had a nature walk that turned into a total disaster. Oh, come
0: on! If we're gonna tell this, we gotta tell Sully's one really quick then too.
1: Fine. It's tit for tat on this. Fine. One. How Sully got himself in trouble oh. at his girlfriend's right. Thanksgiving. I felt go. So, I felt, quick. I felt so. Bad. Bad man, right. you start. Give though. the background to yeah, it. Yeah,
2: so obviously, you heard on the podcast, I was making jokes, and my girlfriend and I joke about it all the time. How at Thanksgiving, you have the, especially her family, you have the awkwardness of walking around the room and saying, Hey, what is everyone thankful for? Right. So I made a joke about that, how it's cringeworthy, which <laughs> it is. Um, but then I was made to feel just really bad. I almost apologized about it because I walk into Thanksgiving at my girlfriend's house and this. Older lady, and she ended up talking to me later. She was super this nice. This isn't helping uh, you. Hold on, hold on.
1: <laughs> just say what you mean, but old she, lady. No, she, I mean, oh, no, she, I'm not no.
2: saying she was 85 years old. She was probably in her 60s, but she... Oh, so almost a oh, that old? She had a... Uh, Who just, was she? First person I saw, it was my girlfriend's... Let me explain this right. My girlfriend's... Sisters,
1: brothers, roommates.
2: <laughs> my girlfriend's aunt's husband's sister. For oh, she's a so nobody. Total,
1: it's totally inline. She's a nobody. I, I, I didn't really
2: know her. She's not a player. It's the only time I see her, and I don't... I've, Second She's Thanksgiving lucky adventure. she
1: got invited. How dare she actually you're right about that. How dare she attack myself? But
2: I, I was literally I go in, I was holding a basket of something, I don't even know. <laughs> look so at Just my ready basket. to ready to say hi to everyone and, and say hello, happy Thanksgiving. And and this oh this lady turns around and she looks at me <laughs> and she said, Oh, look who's here. The guy who's on the radio that makes fun of our Thanksgiving. Oh. And, then, and, then, and then I kid it you just not. Turned red. And then Hot I kid potato. you not. She turned right back around and, t- and turned her back to me. Oh, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> what so a, what a rotten lady. So of course I uh, you know, I go downstairs, talk to the guys, we're watching the Lions game, whatever, which is totally fine. You know, and then man, I just dudes <laughs> doing man stuff. Yeah. Had a beer. And then I I said to my girlfriend, I said, hey, did you see that when I walked in? And and she was like, no, what happened? And And I told her what happened. She goes... Oh, man. She she said, oh, don't worry about it. You know, it's fine. I, I agree with you. Of course, it's cringeworthy. Everything's going to be fine. And oh, the supportive and girlfriend. It, it ended, up,
1: it ended but, up being fine. But you know behind your back. <laughs> I was about to say,
3: she's not really supportive behind your back. No, behind, it, I, back. behind <laughs> your
1: yeah. back. She went to Aunt Beatrice and I know. she goes, you know, I, I, I totally agree. I totally agree, Aunt Beatrice. <laughs> I was worried he about was that. He was wrong. I will yeah. speak to him. No, I, I she literally She probably was. used your full name All and didn't call ten. you Mike. She goes, I'll <laughs> talk to Michael. I, I'm I was,
2: because I went back upstairs at one point, and I think it just was talking to a couple people. My girlfriend said, hey, why don't you go downstairs? I'll meet you down there. And I was like, what, do you need to say something? And then she said she didn't, but
1: who knows? She gutted you. No,
2: so then, of How course... How
1: awkward was it? Did they make you stand? Oh, yeah. Or so, did they ask you to leave the circle at No,
2: so Thanksgiving comes around, and, and her aunt says, all right, you know, we're going to do our tradition, what we do every year, and then let's go around the room and say what we're thankful oh, for. Christ. And then there was this pause, and a couple people started laughing because <laughs> Everyone's staring at oh, you. <laughs> so I like, kind of kept my head down. And of course, you know what? It's making fun of the cringeworthy thing. It's not in any way making fun of the serious stuff that people have had to go through. Did anybody through, cry? Which, but, oh, a few people, yeah. No. Yep. How many and, then people, I, and, and then I felt terrible. How many people are in the circle? There was probably 25, maybe 30. Wow. What is this, a cult it? cute. It's huge. It was huge. Wow. 30? So hold on. How many criers? Um. That's what made me feel bad. There were probably five people who uh, out I'm out out. cried. Wow. Yeah. But then, but it's like well, I, you know, it's it's something about a health thing or about someone who passed away. Of course, you feel bad, and then I and I feel like crap about it. Um, but then, what so, did you say? So it got to me, and, and I I kind of whispered my girlfriend, and I, as we were going around the room, and I said, I said I got to make a joke. I said I got I got to say something, and so it got oh, to me. It got no. to me. Um, sorry, what are you thankful for? And I go, I said, you know what, guys? I'm just honestly thankful that you still invited me here today despite making fun of this very thing on the radio. (laughs) There you (laughs) go. That's not bad. It got a few laughs and we were good. That was probably your only way out. Break the ice. Yes. 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 Not
1: bad. All right, Roberto, real quick. You went up north for your Thanksgiving, you eventually got with your family. Now, you took what was this, Friday morning? Yes. You went on what are you doing on a nature trail? What what explain so the, this? You know, up north there's all these, you
0: know, heavily wooded areas and rivers and you can go on these like high, you know, plains and see look down on the you know, the, the water. I don't know what the hell it is. What is this? Dances with wolves? And I can't I'm not gonna say whether it's a state or national park or anything like that because I don't know if I'm allowed to do no, no, you what are. I did.
1: No, you're fine. What what park? park? Was it? What park was it? I don't know.
0: I honestly don't what know. What city is it in? Uh, it's in. It's the... right,
2: right by the lake, the resort, the golf place I was at before. That same place. Yes. Right? Or Boyne? No. no. You can't get in trouble now. Just. All say right, Oscoda. Oscoda, where Lake, right. Oskoda,
1: where lake right. Oskoda, is at? All yeah. right. So what's in Oscoda? What is this? So this is you know, it's just like a par, a big
0: you know. You know, where you, you're not allowed, it's like a reserve. You know, you're not allowed preserve. You're not allowed to cut down any trees or, you know, it's just this huge lot, right? This right. Space, you're
1: definitely not allowed to do what you
0: did. So, Ooh. <laughs> you know, and everyone just gung-ho. I know my kids love it and and my wife loves it and they love driving like steep up these hills and the car's shaking because we're almost getting stuck. What and, do you mean and, steep up the I, hill? What? Yeah, it's like a big, you know, it's like a big parking garage where you just go up. Up, up, up. And are and you, like, you seeing like, animals? Or what are you doing? There's, like, huge drops. Yeah, you're on these huge, like... Is you know, there a Dunes route? or whatever. No, not, no, oh, not at out. all.
1: Nope, no, thank you on that. Carry on.
0: And no civilization. No, you know, nothing. So we're in the middle of nowhere. And from this car ride, you know, that's bump and bump and bump. And all of a sudden, my stomach goes, uh-oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wait, you left... You left the house with a loaded cannon. I thought I was good. Oh, no. No, I would never do that. I'm so trained.
1: It's the day after Thanksgiving, though, man. That's what the problem was. you got your in-laws with you? Yeah. What, are you in a minivan? Yeah. Oh, no. Mm. You're in a minivan of, what, six, seven people? Yeah. And you're... That's so embarrassing, dude. So what what is it... (laughs)
0: And I'll say this is the first time in my life that this has ever had, to, I've had to do this. But thank God for my in laws, you know, like older people. They got everything in that minivan. They got anything you need is in there, right? So yeah, no, I'm, they didn't. Yeah, I'm hooked up. I got everything I need. You got I, Kleenex. I got a full box of Kleenex. Oh, <laughs> 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 you got hand sanitizer. And uh, oh yeah, everything. So, so how so, did the
1: conversation? So started? they're
0: overlooking this, like you know, they're overlooking the river and the big big trees, and they're doing that. I sneak over, go about fifty <laughs> yards. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I go maybe like fifty yards away where I got. Nice privacy.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Hey, hold on. How did the conversation happen? Where you're like, guys, we need to stop the vehicle. Uh, well, no, I waited till we stopped that they were going to go look at something. <laughs> So I, I try to be as nonchalant
0: as possible. So, yeah, I was like, let me just grab these Kleenex right here. I'm going to tuck Did that under my coat. Did you tell them, hey, and, uh, I need
1: supplies? Did they know what was going on? I, well, no, I, I knew where everything
0: was, so I didn't even really have to speak on it. So no one knew what you were going to do or needed to do? Uh, I mean, I let it be known later, you know, as a joke, but. <sighs> <laughs> <don't know>. So <laughs> how deep into the woods? I mean, and it's all, I mean, it's just, you, you know, the whole time you're there, you're just thinking, is this what it is? Is this what I'm this is what we're doing right now.
1: This is it. <laughs> How cold was that? Oh, it's freezing. <laughs> <laughs> so you just gave yourself a little nature squat. Huh? How deep yeah. into the woods were you? And then a very oh, very, very oh, deep. Oh, man. Oh, man. Can you imagine if he just got killed by a bear while taking a shit. Would that uh, not be the most Roberto way to go?
0: I think when somebody goes out there they're going to be like, "Man, there must have been a really big bear out here." <laughs>
1: How long were you gone?
0: Just you know, it all believe me, it was, it was time. So oh
2: my no, was, I saw you were also at a tree lighting ceremony. Was this before or after that? Uh, that was after.
1: <laughs> You're gross, man. I get it though. Wow. I listen. No, you I you th- had to do it before. I was on a road trip. in right. I, I mean, was in the middle I, of nowhere, and there wasn't a rest stop. I had to go into the woods. I mean, it's just it is. Wow, what it is. I mean, it was like 20 years ago, but like. You were with your in-laws and, like, your kids. And, like, <laughs> wow. God, that's—oh, man.
0: But yeah, I just tried to be as quiet about it just went, you know, I was like, oh, I'll be right
1: back. All right, get well, back. now that that's out of the way, let's get to the meat and potatoes of the deal. The Irishman, Scorsese's probably last big film, mm-hmm. De Niro, Pesci, Harvey Keitel, amongst others. Um, three hours and 16 minutes, so settle mm-hmm. in if you're going to watch it. Yeah. Um, I feel like it should be Roberto taking the lead, but he's a stuttering mess, so I'm not sure he can because it's it's kind of mob related. You want to you want to take your spin? Go ahead. I'll just tell you the the headline: good, but not great. Mm. I agree. Not great.
0: I, agree. I I mean, I'm such a sucker for that genre, and I love everything about it. That you know, it's hard for me to admit. Yeah, it could have been better because I've already watched it four times. How
1: have you found 13 hours to do that?
0: Well, what I did, like, the first time I watched it all the way through, and then the second time I would kind of, you know, fast forward a little bit, and then by the third and fourth time I would kind of watch it out of order. I would go, you know, to the Miami scene, then I would go, you know, and then but I, I only watched the last hour and a half once. Because that's where I think where the biggest problem with the movie was, and I'll, I'll do a spoiler alert, whatever. Cover your ears you don't want to hear this.
1: Spoiler alert, it's a podcast. You can fast forward, you can rewind, <laughs> right, you can stop, right. let, you do whatever you want. Spoiler <laughs> alert <Nah>. in three, <laughs> two, one. Right. So...
0: Uh, Jimmy Hoffa gets killed, and there's still an hour and a half of the movie left. <laughs> Wait, Hoffa dies? Yeah. <laughs> right. No shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I thought that was a really not good part of the movie, where, I, I, you know, well, hey, De Niro was a great character, whatever. I don't give a shit about him going to the nursing home. I have no sympathy well, for him. I don't care about his daughter. I could care less. See, the, the, the should have the ended there.
1: The two questions for me, and I kept watching this, A, shouldn't this have been made... 15, 20 years ago, where De Niro and Pesci are still passable as younger men <laughs> yeah. with the help of CGI. Because, like, the, 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 one of the worst scenes in the history of movie making is when De Niro beats the shit out of the grocer for mm-hmm. shoving his kid. And it's like, oh, yeah. I know that's an 80 year old man attempting to throw a punch. Yeah, it's an 80 year old body doing right. that. It looks terrible. Yeah. The other one is did we really need this movie? Like, when I look at the genre, it's saturated. I mean, we've, we've sliced it, diced it, chopped it, flipped it, steamed it, boiled it, cooked it, fried it. We've done every which way a mafia film. We've <laughs> done them all. And I ask myself, I go, all right, was there an appetite? Did we need to do this movie? Knowing we probably missed our window to get the best of Pesci. And De Niro and Keitel, etc. That was my major thing. As mm-hmm. I watched it, and I, I said to my wife, "I go, look, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, but I, I like I wasn't like craving. This. Mm-hmm. Like, did you ever just get bored in the middle of it? No, no. I did. I'll, I'll admit that I didn't get bored. My, my
2: only thing would be I, I don't know why it wasn't a miniseries. I mean, Netflix is known for that. Just throw right. it into I, throw I, it into I, a few different parts and and roll with that. I think there was just a little too
0: many storylines if they maybe cut half the storylines out it would have made a great i think two and a half hour movie
1: i think i i really what i what i liked on one hand is when they would do the subtitle and they would show a new character and it would say shot eight (laughs) eight times in the head in his kitchen it gave you context because here's what i hate i hate when movies romanticize the mob right like there's nothing romantic about it like this is it ends the same way for ninety nine percent of them, right? Like, look at in that movie, everyone you got mm-hmm. introduced to died, murdered, sure. pipe bomb, yes. kitchen, assassinated, don't know, whatever. The the other thing, and it bothered me, is I don't think it's fair when you're doing the Hoffa thing to simplify what is so complex. Yes, they did this thing with Tony Pro or uh, with Provenzano. And with Tony Jack, where they made it like it was just them who were a part of this. When the reality is with any any reading you do, there were a lot more people that wanted Hoffa to go Mm bye-bye. And there were probably a lot more people. I think Mm -hmm. they simplified it for the film. Yeah, it wasn't about the
0: jail thing and they didn't get along in prison. That's a very minor Right.
1: I, I just and they never they
0: showed s- the fact that there was a time where Tony Pro and Jimmy Hoffa were very close is. friends. They never really never got, got into showed that. showed that one. There yeah. it
1: is. Because it, you get into this business of, hey, the movie's already three hours and 15 minutes. I have to simplify. That's where Sully makes a point. Now, look, you're never going to get De Niro and Pesci at their advanced age to agree to filming 12 hours (laughs) of movie that would require a lot of money uh, and a lot of money yeah
0: this cost just this alone cost 159 million dollars
1: yeah no and and listen i'm not knocking it i'm not saying that it's bad but when it's scorsese and it's de niro and it's when it's this i need it i expect it to be great hey you want to get away yes right now i do Relax, have a good time, get to the D, Las Vegas. Everything you need, the D, renovated, enjoy all the delights of Vegas except the big bill on your room. And again, it's winter time here in Detroit. It's winter in most places. Get the hell out and get moving. And the D has it all. The long bar, their new sports book brand new, Circus Sports open at Golden Gate right down the street, their sister property, and everything in between. So check it out. It's the D.com to book your stay today. It's the D.com, the D. Las Vegas. It is your home for sports in Vegas.
3: Here's the thing, and for those that don't know, this movie is based on a book. I Heard You Paint Houses. And right. I think the reason why you get what you get with the whole halfa situation, I think you, you're getting one perspective in this book. It is. His yeah, claim exactly. that he killed Frank, So
0: you're Frank. only getting one side and one angle of it. Oh, him. and believe me, if you read the book, I mean— they totally make this Frank Sheeran out to be the uh, yes. uh, b- boss of bosses, the biggest uh, killer. Uh, yes. g- g- you Well, know, oh, that was the movie, there, yeah, There's right. mob guys that never even heard of Frank Sheeran. Well, They're, right, you, right. You know, and there's there's absolutely not one shred of proof that Frank Sheeran killed any right. of the guys that he killed in that movie. Right.
3: But here's another thing, though, and you talked about should have did it earlier, do we need it now? The book was released in '04. So in 06, I believe it was Pacino, or was it De Niro or whatever, that, that got started, introduced to the book, and yeah. then they started working it on 10 it.
1: Years. So we really yeah. should have had this See, 10 years ago. Well, and, and again, you got to understand something now. No great actor in the history of Earth has done more shit movies than Al Pacino. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I will tell you, one of my big right. issues with this film is I think Pacino as Hoffa was a big miss. Ooh, It didn't do it for me. And I kept feeling like he was on... But it wasn't as bad as I thought. But hold on. It, it, okay, true or false, when you were watching, and Sully will probably miss the mark here because I'm going to reference a film I don't <laughs> think he's seen. I'm not busting your balls. But I felt like Pacino at any point was just about to blurt out, he's a bad man. <laughs> <laughs> or he was going to go into, I pissed away all my money. Yeah. Right? Like, I felt like Al Pacino has played, whether it's Scent of a Woman, yeah. whether right. it's right, this is Jimmy Hoffa. Right, this is Hoffa here. No one
0: threatens no. Hoffa. And, you know the one scene, right? I, I <laughs> like, no, the one scene where I thought it was way too over the top and two Pacino where he's going like this. He's like
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> oh yeah, 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 the yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And that's <laughs> after his speech. And again,
1: yeah. Al Pacino's <laughs> a fabulous actor, but man, has he done some bad movies and he is in the pesci mold now. Al Pacino's playing the same character every yes.
0: goddamn time. Well, no. So think about it. Yep. Yeah. So he's he played Hoffman. What is a bad man? Bad man.
1: You'll be a lot of bad bums.
0: Um. He's played Paterno. Yep. Yep. He played Phil Spector. Yep. He played Jack Cavorkian. Yep. All is the same guy. It's all and it's
1: all yep. the coach from any given Sunday. <laughs> yes, it is. The six inches in front of your face. <laughs> Nobody threatens <laughs> Hoffa. And I'm like, okay, this is,
0: it's just, it's too blended. But wasn't for me. it great to see Pesci again acting? That no. was my, I think that was my highlight. I'll be I honest. Like
1: it. I actually thought it was Aww, sad. Oh, yeah. I didn't like he it. He was great. No, I mean, he was great, but here's the problem it's not Goodfellas Pesci. Mm-hmm. It's not Casino Pesci. No, he's, he's all, yeah. And even back when he would try comedy, it's not my cousin Vinny Pesci. I thought he was fabulous in that film. My mm-hmm. point mm-hmm. Home Alone. Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> again. Uh, really good. My point, can you imagine a guy who made Goodfellas? In proximity to home alone. Okay. No, right. How do you do right. those two exactly. movies in proximity to right. each other? Can I plug something
0: really quick? Oh, for The Christ podcast. Sake. No, we had talked about on a previous episode, we talked about the toys that made us on Netflix. Yes. Now they have the movies that made us. And one of the episodes was Home Alone. I watched that oh, over yeah. the weekend. Mm. And uh wow, talk about spoilers and that thing. Like it changes your whole well, perspective on the movie. You know who else it kind of ruined the movie for me. Why? Mm. You want me to tell you? Well, sort of. Don't totally run okay, home so- for me. Nothing was ever shot inside of that house. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. I knew that. no, and they were that, never inside yeah, that, house. that house. I knew exists. that. that, that, house that house That's a real in house in the suburbs yeah. of yeah. right. Yeah. They're no. using the out,
3: outer, you know, look of the house and yeah. the but a, a whole.
0: Right. H- inside was constructed in the high school gym in the Chicago area yeah. where the house was. Yeah, okay,
2: yeah. That, does, that
1: doesn't. Bother. That doesn't really. You know, me.
2: you know who else is in, ho- is in Home Alone? Uh, speaking of a show that we've talked about on this podcast before, Roman from Succession. Yes. He's the uh, guy that the kid well, that That's Macaulay
1: Culkin's brother, no, who is, yeah, full, yeah. Who is oh, no, Fuller yeah. in Home Alone. Fuller. Who always yeah. Yeah. It drinks yeah. too much pop. And yeah. Yeah. Right, <laughs> <laughs> he'll pay the yeah. Um But no, the 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 Pesci thing. I think it gets to a point with actors where it's just time. Like, I
0: know. I just suspend disbelief. All right, you know so I mean? let me ask you a question. Just have fun
1: with it. You saying Pesci was great here? If you compare Pesci's role in The Irishman. And his performance, and then you take whatever the top three Pesci performances of his career are—dramatic or comedic or otherwise—it doesn't even sit at the table with them. I mean, it's almost like look at De Niro. Like, De-, De Niro is killing his, his reputation, not reputation, he's killing his legacy <laughs> mm-hmm. by, oh, hey, look at me, I'm doing another Meet the Fockers. Hey, look at me, I'm doing the intern. Bad grandpa. Hey, I'm doing bad, bad grandpa. All I can think of, going, Roberto and
2: I joke about that bad grandpa. We, moment, I, I thought of it like it five funny. times You're Robert
1: movie. fucking De Niro. He what can be anyone when he wants
2: be- He has
3: to become a family he's actor. The Everyone grandpa now, does that no, in their career. Everyone. No.
1: I would never right. act again. <laughs> Why didn't he go into seclusion like Marlon Brando? Uh, well. Brando disappeared. No, We talked about that too. Like, we talked about like if, if
0: Tupac were still alive, he'd be on like some sitcom on NBC. Right
1: well, <laughs> look at Ice Cube and Ice T. Right? You know, They'd be I'm on like modern fam. <laughs> no, Ice T Ice T is totally different. Like, I happen to enjoy SVU. I, I really yeah, do enjoy good. the show. Yes. My wife loves it. I'll watch it occasionally. Um, you know, Detective Benson's a legend. Mm-hmm. But like you think about the absurdity that they're all like, you know, here's their names and then iced tea. And you're like, <laughs> oh, yeah, Yes. I love it. Wait. Yes. Yeah. Isn't this yeah. <laughs> wait? Had... <laughs> it's just like how how has he not gone by His real name. I agree because everyone
3: else does. LL Cool J on the show he's on on CBS, he goes by his
0: real name. Oh, he does? I believe so, yes. Yeah, like The Rock will use his real name. He's
1: Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He should be, I don't even know Ice T's real name. I don't either. Peter Ice (laughs) T Smitherman. Like, it should just be. Um, But okay. All right,
0: now let me, now based on that, speaking of that, I asked David yesterday, I said, you know, I did a count while I was watching the movie, and in an almost four-hour film, I only saw one African-American. And you were wrong. Oh, you were wrong. Okay, was there two? Yes, remember (laughs) the the black guy who shot in the crowd?
3: That was one. Oh, yeah, Yeah, that shot Joe Colombo. And then the NAACP individual. So that was two that I noticed. Did you find
1: yourselves... Googling while watching, yep. yes, yep, trying to get more information. Like when they showed the the president I of the roofers union that. in Philly, yes, and he was shot six times in his kitchen. Yep, yeah, you're like, wow, let me take a peek. I never heard about that. Yep, you know, no, Roberto, not all of us host a podcast called <laughs> well, Original Gangsters.
2: I will say, Roberto, the the one local thing. Because I drive by it all the time, How, the Marcus Red Fox Restaurant, which is on the all, right off Telegraph, in that shopping mall. Yeah, it was mall. At a strip It looked, mall. No, it looked nothing.
0: Yeah. Like I it like it that the they always make it like yeah. it's in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's in the middle of nowhere, right? I thought rural. the same thing. I'm like, that? yeah, <laughs> rural Detroit in the '60s. But let me it was a strip mall. There was like an Ace Hardware next door to it.
1: Let me let me ask this because I don't quite understand it, and I haven't watched it four times like you. <laughs> what was Hoffa's adopted son doing? Driving yeah. the car. Mm-hmm. God, isn't
0: that guy a creepy looking dude? Well, that actor? just 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 work. God, he's a creep. He looked
1: like a young Philip Seymour Hoffman. He's a creep. But my my, will you just fucking focus? <laughs> okay, ask me. What was he doing? How did they get him in the car to drive, without knowing his dad was was well, adopted? Father was going to get killed. What was the story about the fish? I didn't get the fish thing. Um, the fish thing.
0: Yeah, that's more of like a really inside thing. Like if you know about this story and all that, when when the FBI went and actually looked at the vehicle mm-hmm. to try to get fibers or hairs, you know there was no there was no DNA then. Um, they, there was a he, very big fish smell, and there was fish blood all in the trunk, which they thought maybe was Hoffa's blood, but it turned out it was fish blood. And Chucky O'Brien's only answer to that was I was supposed to I picked up a fish and I was deli- supposed to deliver it to somebody.
1: But then he and was, that's the only explanation he ever gave. But when he was asked, what kind of fish was it? Yeah. Where did you get it
0: Yeah, from? I don't know why they played that up so much. I, I think that's why they're referencing it. Well, because trying to of it, that. They're trying to make him look stupid. And it, right. He was known to be very stupid. Right, Right. but then here's my question. Now, the thing is, he, he was just, um, you know, unsuspecting in this whole thing. It, in Chucky e. O'Brien's mind, I'm doing a favor by bro- helping to broker this meeting. As far as Chucky e. O'Brien knows, Tony Pro is in that house. Tony Jack is in that house, and they're just going to have a meeting.
1: But then O'Brien, there's no reason for O'Brien to come back. He, and he never does. He drops his dad off, and never, and never comes, comes back. back. I see that is okay. So then one That's more their theory, one more rewind. Mm. So then the way, the only way they got Hoffa in that car was Frank's presence. Correct? By Frank Sheeran's story. Uh, because, I uh, again, mm. if Frank's not in that car, he's never getting in a car. I would with agree. No, You'd have got. to be
3: forced into the Even car. if well, his adopted son right. is there, he's not getting in that car.
1: And there's no witnesses for Hoffa sitting at the restaurant for an additional hour? 40 minutes?
2: No. But that's why they also showed Sheeran saying, refusing in the movie, I'm not getting in the front seat. Right. I'm the back seat on this right. thing we're doing. I'm not in the front seat. Yeah,
0: because he was worried about himself. And I think, as he should have been, (laughs) they probably would have said, Why take a chance and kill him,
1: too? Well, that was, there were two scenes in the movie I thought were really wild. Like, one was when De Niro lays out the bed full of guns and he takes you through the options. Yes. And he goes, Now, you're not going to use a 22. And then, and he goes to Umberto's clam house in New York and. Kills uh, the gentleman's name escapes, Joey Gallo. Yeah, he was making fun of yes, the mob bosses at that dinner, right? Yep. And you know, Frank tried to save him and he basically told him, F you, blah blah mm-hmm. That scene was was really chilling yeah. because then he shows up, wheels around, and again, De Niro firing a gun at 80 years old looks totally absurd. <laughs> but the, the, the other scene was when he's sitting down at the Howard Johnsons at breakfast and he goes. Well, I thought we were staying here today. He goes, No, 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 no. We the, are. We are. You're going to Detroit. Yeah. Yep. That scene sends a chill. Yes, Because yeah, then good. you know exactly what he's being asked to yep. do. And and it was where Pesci, I think the line is, I chose us, Frank. Yep. Because he put the ring on him. And right. basically, if Frank didn't do this, am I reading this right? He Frank would have been too. murdered. And yep. so would his family basically. Yep. They all would have gone. Yes. All right. So then here's my my last question. When Frank does the deed, allegedly. Why do they then just forward us to him on an airplane? Who drove him? How did he get yeah. back to the airport? What vehicle what drivers well, what yeah that well that vehicle
0: was yeah, that vehicle was waiting for him when that plane when he got into that Pontiac airport exactly uh but, but yeah, he didn't take
1: that vehicle to the house but see that he did.
0: Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he drove you, to the house. Then, yeah. You're right. Then, and then, then he went to was
1: the restaurant. Yeah. The so so yeah. then he would so he have taken the his car, car back. Right? Okay. Yes. Poli- guys, I'm sorry, but there is a lot to follow. There is. I know. And I didn't crazy. watch it four times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why well, you have to watch it four times.
2: I got one question for the uh, executive producer of the... <laughs> and, yeah, that brings and good thing that, you mentioned that, because
0: six months before the movie came out, Larry Meza was on our podcast and revealed that whole gun scene of picking the gun. That was because of his research.
2: But Roberto, this whole What would you like? A prize? <laughs> <laughs> do you honestly do you believe this is what it, how it was portrayed in the movie based on all you've known over the years and how you bring us that podcast yes. executive produced? Do you believe that is how it all went down?
0: I, I I have a problem um with the whole Frank Sheeran thing. I don't know, you know, he it could have been 50-50 that he was even involved or not, but I do believe that there the, the incineration did happen. Uh, I believe that... Oh, you do? I, yeah, I believe at that time that all... He wasn't you know, shipped
2: back to New Jersey? Every,
0: uh, it, it, you know, you, you could swing a dead cat and hit an Italian-owned funeral home at that point, okay, in the 70s. You know what I always no, believe? You just gotta go in there, and you, you d- do the deed, you cremate him, and that's it? I always yeah. believe. What the hell? Why would you travel with him? But, it?
1: Well, I'm gonna answer it. I'm gonna answer it. I'm not the executive producer of original gangsters, but... The deep personal issue and the spitefulness, and let's say that, obviously, there were more people than, than than Pro just involved, but if Pro was one of the centerpieces, he may have wanted one final, fuck you, and I grew up being raised told that Jimmy Hoffa was buried in the north end zone, right. a giant stadium, right. Yes, <laughs> that when they were building giant stadium, that he was... They 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 took his body, they put it in an oil drum, and they put it when they were pouring the footings of the stadium, and they buried him deep beneath the earth. That And it, why? Tony Pro was a Jersey guy. Mm-hmm. That somehow, that was yep. like the message that he was gone. It's my final fuck you. I'm going to bury you where I reside. Like, I'm going to make it. I, Hey, no, I'm just telling you true. how I was raised. I don't have a goddamn clue. They could have launched off his body to the moon. But I, I just... To me, the simplest way would have been the incineration, but then here's my question. Why the fuck do they keep looking for him? I know. They're digging things up once a year, you see it. Oh, Channel 7 exclusive, and it's like, wait a minute. If the simplest well, thing is the incineration, then why would the why would all these investigations keep leading to people digging things up? I have, have a theory on that. They have, lead, to, right. have to follow every lead.
3: Yeah, I have a theory on that. Because then dig Giant
1: Stadium up. The team blows. <laughs> yeah, <I'll be
3: laughs> awesome. Well, my theory on that is why can, they continue to have stories, continue to have investigations. is because his kids are still alive. And I think they feel that for them, they want them to feel that like they're still in the search, they're still trying to find out what happened to their father. I think that's why they continue to do it, because I think, like, like Roberto, he was just burnt to, to a crisp. I still
1: don't get why, and maybe it's just me. He had every opportunity to back off. I know. Was his was His life was made. Testadori. He just continued and continued. They did not want to kill him. Yep. They, you know the smoke that this brought on them no, Do you he, know the heat that this brought he on he could have retired them? he had his he had his pension
0: he, he had, had to, all, all the money
1: he didn't need to mm-hmm. and it just I always wonder if that's the accurate portrayal
0: I wonder too of him yeah, I, I believe that I think I believe that he had no respect for the mafia and I think that he Jesus saw his union and the teamsters as bigger than the yeah, mafia
3: this is my union this right. is oh, my um, union.
4: But a
1: bad man. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> I mean, it's just, I'm sorry. I want All to right. put them together. All right. So me, like,
0: can I bring up one more thing? Yeah, quickly. What did you guys think of the whole de-aging thing? Because that was a big mm. you know, thing here. And I've been reading that they use three different
1: cameras, mm-hmm. they use these um, infrared dots and makeup. I think and- if you used it, if these guys were 20 years younger and you used it, This could go down as a far superior movie. They are too old that no matter what they look like, you can't sell me their 35-year-old men when they're walking with scoliosis. Well, and that's the thing. I don't know if you all watch. They they have, like, curved spines in the movie. Like, come
3: on. (laughs) I don't know if you all watch, but there is in The Irishman, The Conversation. That's on Netflix. It came on, popped on after the movie. And they talked about the difficult part of not just trying to look old, but feel young, Physically, yeah. Like yeah. Because a, when they get right. out of the chair, when he's, he's looking at Kennedy yeah. gets elected, he's getting out of the chair. They told him, you know, you kind of got up kind of slow.
0: Yeah. You're supposed to be 39 years old. Did you see old. him beat up the grocer? I did. Yes, I did. And I was, and I mean, was having why would an they issue. just use a stunt guy for that. Why wouldn't they keep
1: the conflict in the grocery store? <laughs> I just yes, throw him out the window and, and just have his it. body fly out. Yes,
0: <laughs> I agree. Crazy. It was weird. He was like this. He was like.
1: It, it was bad. we
0: <laughs> it was gonna, and right, and my Nero, talking it, about it was going bad.
1: up the
3: stairs, trying to run up the stairs like a young man. How it's do you want to do tough. this,
1: letter grade or uh, Rotten Tomatoes percentage here? What do you want to do? Grade the movie? I want to do letter grade. Yeah. Kay.
0: And I want to do Rotten Tomatoes. What, what Scorsese movies are better than this one. All of them.
1: <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I mean, look,
0: look, go ahead. Start, start naming. I'll tell you. No, I mean, I would say, in my opinion... It's it's not as good as Goodfellas. It's not as good as Casino. Uh, it, it may be on par with The Departed for me. Nope. No oh, No way. Departed uh, was And To me, fabulous. it's better than Wolf of Wall Street. I think oh, so.
1: I'm, I think they are different movies. <clears throat> I would put The Wolf of Wall Street above this as well. Yep. I would. I think The Wolf of Wall Street with, with DiCaprio's performance, w- w- really, I mean, come on, man. I just think the length kills that. What do you mean? I think the
0: if if there was a shorter cut of Wolf of Wall Street. No, of this of the Irishman, yeah, it could have okay. surpassed those but, but, movies.
1: But time out, up, mm. You don't get to do that. All right. <laughs> let, let me give you another one. What do you do with taxi driver? <sighs> yeah,
0: he did mean streets too, right? Okay. Uh, now now, yeah, now see, ball. okay,
1: you're I'm gonna get in trouble, but I'll I'll say it. I think Raging Bull is one of the great over, overrated films of Yeah, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of it. I mean, Boy, I tell you, Scorsese's got some real shit bags on here. Shutter <laughs> Island. Yep. Now, hold on. I'll give you another movie better than this, and I'll get ripped for this. I love this film. When it is on, I watch it. I don't know why. I love Daniel Day-Lewis. He plays one of the all-time villains. Gangs of New York. Ooh. Not as good as Gangs of New York. <sighs> I don't know, man.
2: Yeah. We, so what's the overall letter grade for this, though? I think that's an, a good okay. question.
1: Uh, I, honestly, it's a B for me. B. I don't even think it's as good as the color of money. I say it's B.
2: B-plus, I'd give it.
1: I'd give it a B-minus, actually.
0: <laughs> no, that's okay. You don't have to apologize yeah. for it. Go no, ahead. No, but let's say this, though. Better
1: or worse than you expected? Worse. And it's because I had unfair expectations. I was about I to say, I, don't
3: really, I didn't really have any expectations. So i just say it, it, it just was in the middle for my expectations, just there.
0: I and I don't like a movie <laughs> just being there. I really don't.
1: Go ahead. I mean, wh- go ahead. What do you got?
0: Oh, you know what else is a great Scorsese movie? What? Cape Fear. No, I mean,
1: it's solid, but oh, let's not right. get carried away.
0: All, All right, listen. so Sully, for you, miniseries.
3: There is an individual that reviews movies. He tweeted out how you should watch it in a miniseries.
2: Oh, how you, how you can? How you can. 30-minute interval.
3: So in, in episode one, he says, watch from the start to the 49-minute mark, which is the cut when Jimmy Hoffa ends cool. the call. That's cool. There's
2: a good, stop, like
3: a good stopping yeah, point. Cool. So as I like So I saw this before I watched it. So as yeah. I'm watching the movie, I can see No, what that's it,
2: interesting, David.
3: I was like, that's so episode cool. two, is called the Hoffa, 49-minute mark to the hour 40-minute mark. You cut it when Joey the Blonde is introduced. Mm-hmm. Episode 3, What Kind of Fish, from 140 to 247.30. So you're cutting when Frank exits the house after awful yeah. that's where I would stop Solid. watching and then yeah. same here Roberto <laughs> and then the last part is from 247.30 to the end right. so everything when he's yeah. old no, in insane. the home I just give
1: it a B And some of its circumstance you can't turn back the clock you can't do it when you needed to and, and part of it is it's just now, I, the, I didn't need the film if
0: mm-hmm. you don't watch Last Hour you would have missed the cameo by Mike's good buddy Action Bronson uh, yes selling him a coffin <laughs> Action's moving up in the world Yeah, I could use a little bit more new music wow, I wonder how Scorsese he, uh, picked him out of oh, the
1: No, he, I think I think, Br- I think he knows De Niro somehow. Mm.
0: I do, but and I did. I was say, I like Ray Romano in it. I'm glad to see that he's like getting his Fooflin- just due now as an actor. I think he's a great actor. and He deserves
1: it. Yeah, uh, Ray Romano, also a noted horse racing fan. Oh, I he's been know known that. to appear at Aqueduct oh. in Ozone Park now and again. Nice, useless knowledge. I've got it. Well, big powers at it again, leaving people in the dark, you know the deal. Winter, snow, ice, winds, power outages. Big power, don't give a damn. They'll let you sit there and freeze your ass off. So what are you going to do about it? You go to Power Home Solar, that's what you do. You own your power. You don't rent it. Bottom line, Power Home Solar is the number one residential solar provider in the state. They're installing American-made panels, 30-year warranty, so you own your power. You don't just rent it from the power company. Guys, they're building a movement towards cleaner, greener energy. You want to see if solar's right for your home, go to powerhome.com. That's powerhome.com, or you give them a call, 1-800-SOLAR-15. Schedule your free solar consultation today. Don't rent your power. Own it with help from Power Home Solar. Oh, David, good morning, buddy. How are you? I'm, you terrible. I'm terrible. I'm terrible. No, I'm
4: sorry.
1: My season ended. That's right.
4: Yeah.
1: Let's, let's talk about it. I, I, I want to open with this. This is very exciting for me. I want to thank Russell Wilson, <laughs> Tyler Lockett, Mike Evans, oh, Christian McCaffrey, and how about a shout-out to the Cowboy defense? That that would be the main culprits of my worst week of the year coming in the playoffs. Thanks.
4: Happens. How do you, Dave, how do you work your way? happen to everybody, Mike.
1: How do you work your way around it, though? Your life is fantasy football. This is your profession. You are a czar of all things fantasy. How do you work your way around that happening after all the hard work you put in? How long we got? Uh, listen, I'm here. You're here. Talk to me.
4: You know, I I could use a licensed therapist for this. Um, there, there are times where I spend, you know, there's, I, I rank 150 players a week. There are times where I spend 90 minutes on one player and one matchup. And I think I got it nailed. And I'm going with it. And then on Sunday, the exact opposite happens. Like, I, I don't think you had Ronald Jones on your team. But we can use Ronald Jones as an example. All right. Jones has been up and down all year. He had just come off a good game, and instead of the coach calling him a work in progress after a big game, he says, "Oh, he's so close to breaking a big run. We're mm-hmm. good about him. The line's feeling good about him. And then he he misses a blitz pickup early in the game and is basically benched for the rest of the way. and Peyton Barber goes on to have a yeah um mega game on everybody's bench. And I'm you know, I'm sitting there thinking, Wow, I had Ronald Jones as a top fifteen running back this week. I recommended him to a lot of people as late as twelve fifty PM Eastern time <laughs> on Sunday. I have just ruined people's fantasy leagues. How do I how do I deal with it, Mike? You know, you'd think that after fifteen years I'd be numb to it and I'd say, Oh well, no. who cares? It's not my team anyway But I still feel terrible because I like helping people win trophies. It's what I'm here to do. And when I don't do that, I feel like I'm, you know, I I know that I'm not. Like, You asked me for fantasy help this week.
1: Oh, I needed you to rank one of the three defenses I had because I was totally torn.
4: And I gave you my best shot, and it was the Cowboys. And I feel bad that the Cowboys didn't do well for you. But at the same time, I didn't make you put them in your list.
1: No, 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 no. I
4: gave you the recommendation. Dave,
1: listen to me. Here's what I was up against this week, just so you understand. This is the stuff I lost to. I lost to Mitch Trubisky, Devontae Parker, (laughs) and a collection of waiver crap. That's what I lost to. Oh, by the way, thanks, Philip Lindsay. Great performance!
4: It it, it it and at least Joe Mixon found the end zone. Yeah, so didn't do much terrible. else. but like I I feel terrible when when I give people advice and and it doesn't go our way. I had Sam Darnold rank high this week. Oh, how was I to know that he was going to play like uh, like like David Blau looked better in his first game. Go figure. Than Sam Darnold did against Cincinnati.
1: So let's give people some good advice. Uh, Let's start with this. Now it's playoffs. I know you do a huge waiver-wire column. Let's start there. Cherry-pick some of the highlights for the people whose teams didn't fall at the hands of Mitch Trubisky.
4: So I think running back is the most interesting spot this week because we've got three names that are are out there in a lot of leagues. Alexander Madison is at the top. And Dalvin Cook says he's going to play... I guess we can be optimistic that he will play, but Alexander Madison would be the guy to go in if Dalvin Cook breaks down. And we know there's a chest issue, there's a shoulder issue, his past, you know about his knees. So there's certainly a chance that Alexander Alexander Madison will matter before the end of this season. Benny Snell is right behind him. And I'm talking 1A and 1A and a half, Mike. Snell has been playing very well for the Steelers as their lead back without James Conner. But there's talk that James Conner could come back. And if James Conner's back, that means Benny Snell might touch the ball five times. So there's some concern about you spending the rest of your fab or your top waiver claim to get him, and then he ends up doing nothing. But we do know that Conner was doubtful last week. If he does miss the game, Benny Snell would be money. And then the third guy who should play, I just don't know how much, is Darwin Thompson with Kansas City. And I was kind of enamored with this kid when he came out of Utah State and I saw him in person in the preseason, and I think he's got some good potential. And Andy Reid now realizes that it's Darwin, uh, uh, Damien, sorry, mm. there's a lot of D's coming up, here.
1: they got 17 running backs there. It's a
4: night. They all seen, they all kind of seem the same, or they're old like Lashawn McCoy. So Damien Williams hurt, Darrell Williams hurt, Lashawn McCoy healthy, but they don't like giving him a ton of work. But that might change. And then there's there's Darwin who's this fresh-legged young rookie who's got great speed, good hands, and I think he's an okay blocker. I don't know if the Chiefs really feel that way, but they've been resistant to putting him on the field. They don't have a choice because they've been splitting running backs, and I would imagine that will continue against the Patriots. He could be an X-factor. So he would be third for me among the running backs, and then there's a fourth that I guess we should bring up, but it's a Dolphin. Patrick Laird.
1: Oh, my God. He had 50
4: a, points a this week. He's PPR-only running back that you can go and pick up if you miss on any of those first three or if you're just desperate for a guy who you know will see some playing time this week.
1: Let me ask you, now again, I don't want you to laugh here, but I, I'm seeing something that would concern me for a player who I think will be on a lot of potential championship rosters. Between Freddie Kitchen's idiocy and addiction to passing and Kareem Hunt's arrival and usage, I am getting a little scared that the guy with Nick Chubb, who should win your league, could really get bit in the ass out of that situation. Is that me being an alarmist?
4: I think I almost feel like you're... Um, reacting a little bit too much to what happened last week because he had 16 carries. It's tied for the lowest he's had this year, but in the in every game prior, even with Kareem Hunt on the field, he had over 20 carries. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had one catch. The game before that, he had three catches. And that was against Miami, and they put up a ton of points. I, I think you're overreacting to what you saw last week with him when he had a bad rushing average. And his rushing average has gone up and down every week. Yeah, high, he high, has high fluctuation in his last six. But I think he's still going to get a lot of work, and he's taken on the Bengals. And I just, I, I gotta believe that that run defense is still going to be terrible, and that Chubb is going to get a lot of work. So I think Chubb is actually going to come through just fine for fantasy
1: managers. All right. So what else do we got for fantasy? I mean, like a great example. Okay, and I don't know where you have him ranked, but like, someone is going to start Jameis Winston in their fantasy playoffs and that terrifies me
4: oh it's it's been terrifying every single game this year and people who have been starting Jameis week in and week out know this but you you think about how the game script typically goes for a tampa bay game he's got to throw 35 plus times he's got two really good receivers who can make plays for him and he typically falls into 300 yards at a minimum with a couple of touchdowns and a couple of interceptions. And what happened last week was they actually ran into a team that they could play against with a lead. Yeah. And Jacksonville is just – they're more of a bumbling unit than the Bucs are right now. So it just – it worked out that way where – and this is why I had Ronald Jones high, because I figured that they'd be able to run the ball effectively for a change and Jameis Winston wouldn't have to throw a ton. I think – I thought he'd have two touchdowns still, but – he couldn't come through there, and, and that was a real bite in the butt for anybody that started Winston. Against Indianapolis this week, I, I think it's a tougher matchup for their run offense, and they're going to have to throw, and I think Jameis will be just fine again. So I, I think you can go back to Jameis if you made the playoffs with him despite his uh, goose egg and touchdowns last week. I think he can come through this week.
1: Some of the questions from the people, and some of these are unbelievable. Dave? I missed the playoffs with the highest point total. Ten of twelve teams get in. Should I stop playing fantasy altogether
4: <laughs> no I the only way you should stop playing fantasy is if you hate it and you're angry about it and then just only keep it to yourself that you're you're gonna quit fantasy because you might change your mind once the draft comes around in April and when preseason starts next August like you're gonna get the fever for it and you're gonna come back to it so. It is a cruel mistress, but one that we yearn for nonetheless.
1: Should my playoff strategy be to start more consistent performers or risk the higher ceiling player with the chance of a bust?
4: Mostly the consistent performers are who you go with. It's never a bad idea to have one high upside guy. You know, I try to use my flex to use someone like Will Fuller, who, you know, might have one catch for 12 yards or he might have. A long touchdown or in the case of last week he had both but the touchdown didn't call the guy called back so I, I i don't mind using that for one spot then again if you made it to your playoffs and your whole line is full with boom or bust guys you might as well go with it you're either going to win by 30 or you're going to lose by 80
1: all right so then let's do this will fuller or the guy who just ended my season Devontae parker
4: Parker, Parker has become a number one fantasy wide receiver. Okay, so let's see how high the targets. I know it sounds weird, right? It sounds crazy, but it's really true. He's getting double digit targets every week. The Dolphins' game script is the same every week, even this week against the Jets. They're just not going to be able to run the ball well. That's the beautiful thing about Patrick Laird. All right, that he can catch the ball out of the backfield. And so, yay, Ryan Fitzpatrick! Let's go, baby, with the ma- the the beard and the Fitz magic and the. Connor McGregor look-alike and all that crapola. He's going to get the ball to Parker. The Jets' secondary is going to take a big step back if Jamal Adams doesn't play, and it sounds like he won't. I've got Parker 11th in my PPR ranking.
1: Oh, my God. So Parker or Edelman?
4: I've got Edelman one spot ahead of Parker. And it's basically on, on like Edelman being a guy that you just can't sit, right. period. But the Chiefs' defense has been playing well the last few weeks. I could move. I could move Parker out of that. I and mean, when I do, I'll think of you.
1: Is Tyler Lockett technically a dead guy?
4: No, he's alive. He's well. He's sick. He was <laughs> sick on Monday. He
1: made me sick.
4: Oh, dude, he made everybody. How about when Russ uncorked that long pass and it went for a touchdown? Yep. And you think it's Lockett? Yeah, because there's just nobody around. Him? David Moore. David Moore. <laughs> right. Yeah, that that one stung man, and. I don't know what to tell you. He's he's been struggling the last few weeks. Yep. Um, I've downgraded him for sure. But I, if you were still playing, Mike, I bet you'd start him.
1: Uh, you have to. You just you have to just you he's bite your lip and one you do of those it.
4: High upside guys. All
1: right, Dave. Um, give me one guy, non running back, fantasy playoff gold that somebody could go and get.
4: So I think the guy I'm going to give you and maybe it's a little bit against my better judgment, but I'm going to stick with it, is Zach Pascal with the Colts, who I was studying right before you called me up. Good pick. And the reason, I I think he's the safest guy to pick up off waivers this week because in the case of Alexander Madison, Benny Snell, Darwin Thompson, there are other players that could impact their playing time and make them, you know, 30-yard dudes and we can't feel good about starting a 30-yard dude. Pascal is, is going to get a ton of targets for the Colts. He's taken on Tampa Bay. It's a defense that has been playing better the last couple of weeks, but there's no T.Y. Hilton. There's no Eric Ebron. There's no Chester Rogers. There's no nothing in Indianapolis. And is a solid receiver. You know, good route runner, good speed, makes one mistake a game. But he's got that role locked up, Mike, and I think that we can go to the waiver wire and pick him up and say, okay, at least there isn't going to be something that happens here. Jack Doyle isn't going to suddenly become a superstar in the passing game for Indianapolis. Oh, he was this week. He was, but so was that. And ended my season. Yeah, I know. (laughs) And so, like, I go back and forth between Pascal and Anthony Miller with the Bears. But even Anthony Miller, if Taylor Gabriel comes out of the concussion protocol. That's going to hurt his target share. And Miller's been playing great. I like him a lot, but I I just think that Pascal will. He's got the safety. I think you're right. Kind of feel right now mm-hmm. of all the waiver wire guys that are out there. Jack Doyle's out there too. That's another one. But even the tight ends who are widely available: Tyler Higby, Vance McDonald, uh, Jacob Hollister. Like there there are guys that can come around that could harm their upside that you'd hate to go and spend a huge waiver claim
1: on. Dave, as always, uh, fantastic. Uh, We will talk to you next week for the people lucky enough to be either in the semifinals or finals. You can get the CBS Sports HQ, Fantasy Football Today. Dave's waiver wire column is up. The report, it's all there. Have I left anything out,
4: Dave? We have a rest-of-season rankings, and we have a cut list. So if you're interested in seeing how the players on your team rank up against the rest of the league, you can see that. And if there's a guy that you're thinking about cutting to pick up somebody else, we've got a guide to help you with that.
1: Dave, perfect as always. We'll talk to you next week, my man.
4: You got it. Thanks, I feel
1: Dave. I I appreciate it. Bye-bye. Sorry. <laughs> Bye. All right, that's it. Subscribe, rate, review, radio.com, iTunes. We will talk to you next week.